Thanks for tuning in. You are now listening to the Sports Card Lessons Podcast with your host, Ken Cairns, a weekly sports card podcast with lessons he's learned in the hobby and life lessons he's learned along the way. So sit back and relax. There won't be a test. The only thing being graded is the cards. You are now on with Ken. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Sports Card Lessons Podcast with me, your host, Ken Cairns. Don't forget to hit me up on social media. You can find me on Instagram at sportscard underscore lessons. If you want to email me, it's sportscardlessons at gmail.com. And you can also watch on YouTube. Whether you're listening on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or watching on YouTube, if you like what you hear, please like, subscribe, and most importantly, tell a friend, spread the word. Happy Friday, everyone. If you came back for episode two, thank you. Happy to have you back. I uh, hope to bring a little bit more energy this week. I, you know, listening back over the podcast, I, I, I know it was a lot of information of, you know, to me because it was my past was was a little boring to me to listen to it over and over. But uh, I'm definitely promised to bring the energy level up just a little bit more this week. So happy Friday. I'm, I'm really excited for this podcast. You know, after getting through my first episode, and if you listened last week, you know, I feel like the podcast king, right? Um, but just feeling so pumped after the first one, you know, so many things going through my mind, already wanting to make a couple changes. So, uh, you know, I hope you like what I'm bringing. Uh, we're going to get just kick this episode right off this week. Uh, the first thing I want to just clarify, uh, for those of you who don't know me, uh, people who do know me, who listen to it, said, dude, you made, made yourself sound like an old man. And I'm like, really? And they're like, oh, you're talking about being retired and young kids being at the at the, the card shows. So, you know, uh, full disclosure, I'm 56. Uh, I was able to retire at a very young age. I had a you know, I had a great career, a great job, you know, it was like job lottery that allowed me to retire at an early age and do the things that like this that I'm absolutely loving to do. So I'm not as old as maybe I made myself sound in the first episode. Uh, so a couple new segments, just thinking about this week, I, I, all week long, I said, you know what, one of the things I want to bring, because when I listen to podcasts, one of the things that I always like to hear was other people's deals and, you know, deals that got done, what the trade was, what they bought, how much they paid, things like that. So each week, I'm hoping just to bring a little segment called the deal of the week. And, and I'm literally in this hobby seven days a week. I'm doing something. There's not a day that does not go by that I don't. Uh, you know, I'm not online. I'm not looking for things. I'm not buying things. I'm not waiting for the mail truck to show up to deliver something. So uh, listen, I, I could totally give you probably 15 deals a week, but I'm going to just narrow it down to one or two deals of the week that I, I'm excited about. And I just want to share with you guys. Um, the other thing is, uh, you know, I, and you'll hear later when I talk about what's on my table, I have a lot of wax. So it, I love opening stuff, but since I really started selling at the, the show, I, I really, I look at the boxes now and I say, well, I could open it or I could get such and such for it. And I generally leave them unripped and I put them on my table for sale. So 
when possible, every week uh, when I have something here that I you know, I think might be a fun rip just to open up, we will. And this week I've got something uh, at the end we'll open up. It's a small box, but, you know, it's a guarantee. There, there's a guaranteed auto or, or uh, a patch card inside. So we're guaranteed to get something. There'll be one hit inside. And uh, I'll tell you what that is at the end. Um, so when left last week, I said, what do I PC? I, literally, I don't even know what I PC. I know what I like. So when I started in this, I listened to a lot of podcasts. I listened to a lot of people. I talked to a lot of people. And it appears that a lot of the money uh, is in basketball cards. Like some of the basketball cards are just unbelievably priced. I know nothing about basketball. I don't buy basketball cards. I don't open basketball cards. I don't know anything about the basketball players. So when it comes to what I PC, I figure I PC what I know. Right. So I know football. I know tennis. I know golf. I'm learning a lot about wrestling now. Uh, but my my search was just to find something that I really enjoyed. Uh, one of the first cards outside of football, one of the first things I came across was uh, in tennis cards was the Net Pro from 2003. And um when I saw some of these cards on eBay and like I do a lot, um, I never buy a card. I never buy a box to open and I never get into a break without watching on YouTube opening of boxes of cards or breaks or whatever, just to see what's in and what the odds are, what, what gets pulled out of these boxes. So one of the, uh, the first uh, boxes I watched was a, was a net pro. Uh, was somebody who opened up NetPro and just had literally a ton of these 2003 NetPro, you know, tennis. And he was pulling the Serena Williams, the Venus Williams, the Anna Kornikova, all these things. Then he had another segment of cards that he had graded and he was showing the cards and it came across a couple Anna Kornikova cards. I'm like, oh my God, these cards are amazing. You know, like I really want to get myself a few of these. So I started looking for these cards and I started buying them. And then I say, oh, I see the Serena card and the Venus card. So I started buying these. I started buying, you know, PSA 10s of these cards. And then I just put them in my case on my wall and I, I enjoyed look at, looking at them. So I said, okay, so now I know I've got something that I PC. At the beginning, I was like, oh, I PC Mahomes, I PC Brady. I, and it was all these very expensive cards. And Basically, all I was doing was buying these cards or acquiring these cards to sell these cards. So it's really not what I PC. I mean, I enjoy having them. And and if you listen last week, if my Mahomes on card auto ever shows up, that will probably go straight to my PC. But um, these really weren't my PC. They weren't the cards that made me, you know, feel good. Uh, so then I got into wrestling. Um, I always, I always kind of liked wrestling. I never really followed it. I was a big fan of The Rock. So I started buying some some Rock cards uh, and then really started watching more modern wrestling and really got into buying up. Like I figured out, if you watch wrestling, you figure out who the stars are, who the chase people are. I uh, really enjoyed buying uh, Alexa Bliss and Sasha Banks cards. So that's how I started wrestling with The Rock and Alexa Bliss and Sasha Banks and started watching on Monday night, you know, Monday night, smackdown or friday night raw i may have gotten that backwards but i tape them both and you know i go through and you know i i know who's who and what's going on 
in 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 football, uh, of course, I love football. I watch football. Uh, I love the inserts. And I think a lot of people do. I love those kabooms. I love the downtowns. If I get a chance to buy one, and it's like anywhere else. I have a few in my case. And I know it stops people in their tracks. It stops me in my tracks when I'm at a show and I'm dealing and I say to the guy next to me, you know, whoever I'm with, uh, with my guy, Rob at Sports Card Therapist. Uh, I say we, we watch each other's tables so we could run around and, and check out. Literally, when I walk by a case and I see a, a kaboom or a die, I stop immediately. I got to see who it is, what it is, how much it is. So I say if I do it, I need to put it in my case. Um, when I first started the shows and I just had football in my case, I would notice that people would walk up, they would glance into my case and they would move right on. And then the person next to me, they would look in there who also had football, but they would stop. And I kept saying to myself, well, why are they stopping there, but not here? So I watched where people generally crowded around and I would go look into their cases and I realized they have a variety. You know, they have football, they have basketball, they have baseball, they may have some wrestling. Uh, I know I know the old 82 All-Stars wrestling, uh, my guy Rob, who we set up with, you know, he, he always had the uh, the Hulk in there and, and, and uh, Andre the Giant. And people would literally stop dead in their tracks just to look in. And it, it, they didn't, some of them bought, you know, bought things, but it... it definitely got people stopped and really looking at everything in his case. And I said, Dude, that that's where I need to be. So I started getting a variety of things. I started putting a, a variety of things out there, uh, almost like a buffet for people, you know? So when they come up that they could look in, I mean, in order to fund it, I mean, I had to put some good money out, but you know, now if you look in my case, I have football, I have baseball, I have soccer, I have wrestling, I have golf, I have golf, I have tennis. I have literally something for everyone and they pull up and look, you know, look into my case. And if I could keep them there looking, then I can start talking to them and then hopefully I'm going to get a sale. Uh, the other thing on my table is wax. I have a lot of wax, um, you know, being retired um, and started, you know, ripping wax during the pandemic when the stores didn't have any, I had to get very creative online and I learned quick, you know, like you can buy stuff on eBay, but most of the stuff is overpriced as far as wax. Um, so, you know, marketplace on Facebook and, and just local, um, uh, what am I trying to say here? Local other sites online. Um, like a Craigslist, things like that. I would just be going through those and going through those and just finding what, what uh, you know, anybody who had cards. And sometimes there was zero, but every now and then I would hit something that somebody was selling a few boxes and I would message them and talk to them. And, you know, by the end of the day, I could buy them where I could, you know, I could open them up and get them for a decent price. But now, you know, the stores are back open, the waxes, there's, there's a lot more wax out there. So I spend, you know, a couple of days a week. I know what days they restock my Target and Walmart and not only my local, but I have, you know, surrounding towns, you know, on, on, on certain days. I know 
I literally I have it down to a science. I know what days they stock and I try to hit the people stocking so I could be first to get what I want. But if not, I, I still pick up scraps at the end. But I have a lot of wax and, and you know, at shows to me, that's the that's the only item I think on the table that nobody walks out and they pull their phone out and they start looking up comps to, to try to negotiate with you on that. Um, which to me is an easy sale. Uh, people expect when they go to the shows just to pay more for sealed boxes of cards. They, they just expect it and they don't argue about it. They just do it. And to me, that's the easiest sale possible. What I do with my wax, I throw an extra $5. You know, I, I, I price, you know, I know what my margin is up and then I add five more dollars to it. So when they come, they look at it. If it's 75, they say, hey, you take 70. Of course I will. They feel like they got a deal. I'm happy to sell it. I got the price I really wanted, you know, so it was a win-win all around. But wax is really the only thing I feel you can sell at a table and nobody is, is pulling out comps and, and, you know, trying to negotiate hard on anything. I think the hardest thing about being a dealer at shows is finding cards to buy that are below comps so you could sell them for a profit. So when I got involved in this, I was opening boxes and then I was sending cards to be graded. So now, you know, I know what the comps are on the, on, uh, on the card, what the grade is. So I know what my margin is, whether sometimes it's a, depending on the player, right? If it's a Mac Jones, like this year, Mac Jones is huge. I can make good money on Mac Jones. Other players, you can't make as much money, but that's to be expected. But it's really difficult to get cards below comps. And I think at the show, uh, with people bringing their cards to you, that's probably the only place you're really going to get a great deal because you can't do it on eBay. I mean, I learned, I learned my lesson very early. It's a hard lesson to learn. You go on eBay and you say, wow, these cards are great. And you, you know, you, you, you submit a best offer and they accept it. And you're like, Oh, this is awesome. Cause this card costs, for instance, a hundred dollars. And I just got it for $75 as a best offer. And then I put it back in my case as $100. But the guy who comes up and he pulls his phone out, he sees this thing just sold for $75. I'm not going to pay more for that. So I, I, learned, I learned my lesson the hard way that, you know, you just can't buy stuff on eBay and then just go to a show and put it out there. Because especially if it's a numbered card, people know exactly your card. It's exactly your card. They're like, dude, you just bought this card last week for, for, for $75. You know, I, I, that's all I'm going to pay you for it. So uh, unless you get somebody who's not looking at comps and likes the card and in their mind, they say, oh, that's a hundred dollar card. I'll buy it. You know, you're going to make some money. But um, that that's kind of the only way um, you're going to do it. So so one of my little lessons there, if you're if you're if you're selling at shows uh, and if you're buying at shows, if you're going to a show, I mean, obviously, if you're in this business, you know how to look comps up, um, but especially numbered cards, though, you know you know immediately uh and if you're selling it shows uh, you know I, I would stay away from ebay um and i know a lot of times like i try now if i see something i like i try to message people and say hey you know you want to do this deal off of ebay or somewhere else you know because i don't want to kill the comp on it um but a lot of people they they you know some people will 
they'll say, yeah, you know, here, here's my Facebook or whatever, message me, Instagram, whatever, they'll do that. But a lot of people think, uh, oh, not, maybe I'm getting set up and they get scared and they're, they just ignore you or ghost you. So that's where we're at on that. What else is on my table? Well, things I've learned in the hobby and things that I've thought of and, and being, you know, a businessman my whole life. You know, when you're setting up at a show, you know, the table costs something. You know, whether it's 35, 50, 100, 200, 250, I mean, it costs something. So, you know, the first order of business I feel at a show is making back your money for the table that you're, you're, you're set up on, you know, that, you, that, that, that you've just paid for. Uh, and how do, how do I do that? Well, it'd be great if somebody, everybody came up and bought stuff out of my box, but out of my case, but you know, those sales are few and far between at a show, you know, especially if you have higher end stuff, uh, you know, you have to negotiate a deal. Like people really want to buy all your stuff, but they don't want to pay what you're asking. So selling cards is some days you have a great day and you sell a bunch of cards. Other day, days you don't. So knowing that on my table, I set up what I call a soup box. So from ripping cards, uh, there's a lot of extra cards left over, you know, basically, and you will see this online too, and you'll see this on breaks. People will go, look, I'm just going through the base cards and then we're going to get to the hits. We're going to get to the, the refractors and the numbered and the, the prisms and the whatever. But all those other cards are worth something. Those cards are worth something. So I just, I took the time. I went out to my, uh, uh, my local hobby shop and I bought a, you know, a, a five row box and I went through, so at the beginning of the year, it was all the Don Russ uh, football. You know, I probably opened 60 or 70 boxes of Don Russ football. So I took out all the rated rookies that were not quarterbacks, put them in penny sleeves, lined them up, two bucks each for those, right? And then there's inserts. There's all kinds of inserts in there. I put those in another row, $2 each. I started opening um, Mosaic Soccer um, and Don Russ Soccer and panini saw you know soccer boxes so all the other cards all non all the rookies i'm telling you all the rookies from the other sports like uh soccer rookies things like that i just put away because you know we'll wait to see it's like baseball you're gonna wait to see if these guys pan out or not uh in football is a little different it's the rookie quarterbacks are, are really the ones that hold all the all the value and the rest you know i just literally i just penny sleeve and put them in the box and that box is my hottest box at every show that box pays for my table why do I call it the soup box? When I was a kid, you know, my mother would make a roast every Sunday, whether it was a turkey, a chicken, a roast beef, a ham, and always made three meals out of it. And the last meal was always the soup, right? And and most people, with that's that's what most people throw in the garbage is the bones, really, what the soup comes from. So so in my case, when it got down to the bones, I put them in a box, right? and put a price on it. And you'd be surprised how many people buy that. That that pays, that box pays for my table every single week. And the same people, I go, I do a local show and I just did the, I just did a show uh, in Plainville here in Connecticut. It was my second time doing it. And the same two guys came back and said, hey, you remember me? You gave me a deal if I bought this many last time. I go, yep. I said, yep, same deal. They went through and bought another 30 or 40, 40 cards. I mean, that literally pays for my table. So everything else I'm doing now, we're making a profit. Uh, another thing that 
I learned just just observing at, at, at shows was that the people that had the most crowds around their table had discount boxes. And they would just set up a slab box and put a bunch of slabs in there, discounted, you know, 10, 15, $20, up to, you know, maybe up to 75 or $80, but they were all under $100 in this box. And I thought to myself, wow, that, let me try this out. So now I set up my soup box next to my soup box. I put my discount slab box and I just put a little sign on it, discount slabs. You know, I, people were all over that all day long, literally all over it. And what happens is that it draws them in to go through this. And they get to see everything else on your table. If nothing else, you get to have conversation. I talked to so many people all day long at the shows, like literally nonstop, just conversation. And I see other people that set up at the shows that put you know, one case or two cases in front of them and they'll just be sitting there waiting for people to come up and, you know, start talking to them where I just put out a buffet. I put out a little, a little bit of, a little bit of something for everyone, you know, to, to, to get to my show. I mean, to get, get to my box and my table at the show so I can sell things. I mean, that's what I'm there for. And, and most importantly, have fun. I mean, I enjoy the conversation and I, you know, I'm just having fun all day along with this. All right, let's get into uh, my deals of the week. These are always exciting. So um, it really wasn't this week. It was two weeks ago, but just wanted to talk about this deal and, and, and how this deal came about. Um, so I literally had a day off uh, from no shows and no golf and nothing on the weekend. I had nothing going on two weeks ago. So I looked up, hey, is there any card shows in the area? So there was a card show in Mount Kisco, New York. So I got up early, drove down, got to the show. It was a small show. And uh, I just got I got in there and I realized um, there, there's a lot of people with vintage, a lot of vintage boxes, um, which I don't really do anything with. But I, I'm still going to walk around anyway. So I went, walked around, talked to people like I usually do. I see something I like. What's the best you can do on that? Okay, I'll think about it. I'm moving along. I'll be back, maybe. So I spotted these two cards that I really wanted. Uh, one was a Mac Jones Origins autographed, and the other one was a Deshaun Watson rookie red-yellow optic PSA 10. And somebody had it on their table. So I went went around. Uh, I briefly said, "Hey, can I look at those cards? What's the best you could do on both of those cards?" He gave me his price, which I thought was a little high. I said, "All right, thanks." So I moved along. I just went around the whole show again, looking at everything over again. And I just noticed this guy had a crowd at his table. So I walked over and I was just listening, seeing what was going on, you know, standing back. And he was there with his wife and guy was opening his case and he was trying to he wanted to buy the cards that the guy was was selling uh and he said to his wife he said honey give me some more money and she says you haven't sold anything yet he said she said you know you have to you can't be buying everybody's cards we're here to sell cards so i can hear this interaction going on so i, I listened to it happen and uh he says to the wife, I need $600. Give me $600. And so reluctantly, she goes in her 
bag, pulls out the money, and hands it to him. And he, just then he looks up at me. He says, do you need help? And I said, yeah, but go ahead with them. He goes, he goes, no, no, no. He goes, guys, hold on just a minute. He goes, what can I help you with? I said, this card and that card there. He goes, oh, yeah, you looked at them before. I go, yeah. I go, you take 600 for both of them? He says, no. And his wife said, yes. <laughs> he looked back at her and she said, yes, we'll take $600 for those two cards. And he looked at her again and she said, yes. And she stood up and walked to the table. There was no negotiation. I lowballed and I got both cards. So I'll hold these up. Um, so I hope they, you can see them in here. So here's the, uh, the origin Mac Jones. It's uh, SGC 9.5 and a 10 on the auto. And this is the 2017 Deshaun Watson, red, yellow, PSA 10. So if you're watching on YouTube, you can see the cards. If not, hopefully I described them well enough. Um, so, yeah, I ended up with, 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 with uh, both these cards at 300 each. And right now I'm going to hold on to them because I think come the summer, right before the next season, uh, I'm hoping for them to double or maybe even triple in price. Uh, they'll be my PC for now, but they'll probably be sold come come before the first game of the season next year. Um, my other deal of the week. Um, so I got involved into uh, a break. I say I got involved into a break. All right. I get involved in a lot of breaks, um, but I was in a break. Um I like the guys over at breaksofgod.com and they're, they're, I'm not advertising for them. I probably am by saying this, but I like them over there. I like what they put up. They have some really high end stuff and they have some low end stuff and just kind of a little bit for everybody and just some really fun breaks to get into. And um, I've been involved in a few of their, their soccer, soccer boxes, the, uh, the 2020 mosaic uh, hobby boxes. And I pulled some great cards out of it. Um, but the last week, um, I you know it's a it's a random. So you buy a spot, uh, and there's you know they they random they ran, you're, you're not buying the team. You're buying a spot, and they're random randoming you into a spot. So I ended up one of my spots ended up being England, and the auto pulled out of the box was a David Beckham auto, which is a pretty expensive card. Very excited about that. Uh, the guys one touched it and got it to me really quick. So last weekend, I, I think I hit that card on last Tuesday and I had the card by Saturday and Saturday I was doing a show uh, in Plainville. I just mentioned I was doing a show in Plainville and uh, I made a deal with a guy to trade the David Beckham card and also a 2020 um, first Bowman, Bobby Witt Jr. purple to 249. That was a PSA nine. So I traded both of those cards and I traded them for uh, 2018 uh, Josh Allen Red Wave Auto. And I'm gonna hold that up there. And it is Beckett and it's, uh, certified auto. The card is not graded, but it is a uh, certified autograph. So I made a trade for that card. So again, here we go back to quarterbacks. Uh, he'll probably never make it to uh, kickoff next year either, but there's another card that I have. So I, there's three quarterbacks that uh, 
you know, that I, I worked my way into uh, great deals. I think just, just unbelievable deals and, and right place, right time. And I think just being patient too. Um, and that's, that's really, uh, you know, my teachable moment for the week before we get into our live rip. Um, I think it's just being patient and make sure you're having fun with it. Um, I could have stood and negotiated toe to toe with the guy the first time I went around uh, and, and I, I probably would have never gotten that deal. You know, I maybe would have gotten close, but I wouldn't have gotten that deal uh, at the Mount Kisco show. And I think just being patient, I wasn't in a hurry. I enjoy looking at the cards. And sometimes you, you're walking in the show, you can't get to a table, you loop back around, then you get to see, you know, the table that you missed the first time. Uh, when I go to these shows uh, as a spectator, uh, I really probably, as long as they're not that big, I, I probably do four or five laps and make a mental note of the things that I'm really interested in. And then I take a break and, you know, like everybody else, I look comps up and I figure out in my mind what, what I'm willing to pay for each one and go back and start a negotiation. And, and I think just being patient um, and like I always say, be nice. Be nice. I, I always see there's there there there's people. Most people at these shows are nice, but you know there's some people that come in and, and I'm not saying they're not nice, but I I, I I think they sometimes they come off angry. You know they look at they look at a price on, uh, of something on your table and they want to start arguing with you right away. How could you ask that? How could you ask that price for that? Or this is well, you know I look at other people's price uh, sometimes in their case and I say, geez, that's high. And you know what I say? They probably either one don't want to sell it, but if they do, if they are going to sell it, they're going to make sure they, you know, get enough, you know, a good profit for it. And that's okay. I mean, that's your card. That's what you want. I'm not going to argue with you. I may say, hey, will you do this? And they'll say, now I'll say, okay, you know, no problem. But but it's all about having fun. This hobby literally is about having fun. And if you're not having fun and enjoying yourself, then you're not doing it right. So let's get into the to the live rip this week. Um, so I picked this up again, another deal. I got these online uh, for somebody and I'll just tell you quick why I bought them. These are uh, the wrestling cards. It's tops 2019 money in the bank. And it comes in this little uh, like little lunchbox tin. Right. So the uh, you see the yellow thing up top here. Uh, it says one autograph or relic card guaranteed in here. So I've purchased these before and generally I can get these for about twenty five or thirty dollars. These ones, I just bought a bunch of these I got for thirty dollars. Uh, and I'll tell you why I buy them, because the if it's an auto card in here, it, it, depending on who it is, it could be worth any up to one hundred dollars. Right. Maybe even more, depending on what it is. But most of the time between 50 and 100 dollars on the auto card, if it's a relic, even a relic patch, you know, even kind of I say no names, but everybody in here is a name. Uh, minimum is worth 15 dollars. Right. And the, the neat thing is these tin boxes that they come in. And, and if you're listening online, you can just quickly look it up. It's just money in the bank. Uh I put these boxes on my table at the show and people come by them. They love these things. They're like little metal lunch box. They take the, uh, uh, the packaging out and they carry their cards around them. The slabs fit in here perfectly. So to open this up, 
even if I get a, a you know just a relic card in there, you say, oh well, all you got was a relic card. I could sell that for fifteen dollars, and I can sell this for fifteen or twenty dollars, right? So it's so to me, I, I'm getting my money back out of it, and I take a little bit of a risk, hoping for a great card in here for a nice autograph card. But even if I don't get it, it's it's not a great, it's not a big risk. I mean, I'm getting my money back out of it, um, so it makes sense. So let's just go ahead and open this. And I did this too because there's uh, there's only 20 cards in here, so it's it's four packs of five cards. I didn't want to keep you here all night, especially if you're listening online. You're like, oh god, what's this? I mean, I'll, I'll go through these cards quick, and I can even show you the inside of this thing. You know, again, if you're on, the great it's a nice little tin. It fits a nice slab. Graded cards in here: PSA, SGC, BGS fits in here, and people like it. All right, let's see what we got here. So we got, actually, I should turn them around. Sonia, Sonia, I'll tell you who it is. I'll show you. Sonia Deville, uh, The Miz, uh, Carmella. Actually, Carmella is kind of a nice one. It's a refractor. So that's kind of an extra pull. So I'm sure Carmella, that card could be worth, you know, Maybe five, ten dollars. It's always worth something in the soup box. All right, so here's our hit already. So it is a relic. And it is Titus O'Neill. Money in the bank numbered forty-five to ninety-nine. So again. I'll look that card up. You can look it up. I bet you that card's probably $15 to $25 uh, online. See if we got anything else good in here. I'm not going to bore you with all the, uh, with the base cards. Only two more packs. So Baylor, a Paul Newman, a Samoa Joe. Rowan unnumbered last pack. At some point, I'm gonna get one of those fancy cameras that that that, that come out on top of me too, so I can I can sh open them and you, we can all both see them at the same time. So this is kind of a cool tool. This is a this is a, uh, a Becky Lynch card, and she's actually pretty popular still right now. Unnumbered, but. It's a nice looking card. Booker T. Page. Oh, look, we have another number card in here. So this is Mojo Raleigh. And this is numbered number one of 99. So we ended up with a refractor, a numbered card, and um, a relic card. So but I got my $30 back. I probably, and I'll have to check because I'm not sure on the relic card. I'm not sure what that's worth, but maybe I could have doubled my money on something like that. So, you know, I don't mind, I don't mind taking my risks like that when I'm getting, you know, getting my money back on that. All right. Brings us down to the, uh, 
to the end of the episode. Uh, I hope I brought more energy this week. I hope everybody had a good time. Uh, I want to thank everyone for tuning in. And if you like what you hear, please tell a friend, spread the word. If you have uh, comments, questions, suggestions, show topics, anything, just want to reach out, hit me up on social media. Uh, if you're on YouTube, comment below on Instagram at sportscards underscore lessons or email me at sportscardlessons at gmail.com. And until next time, be good to yourselves and everyone around you.